Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com That's MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop-down or call 630-629-1720 Morningstar Books and Gifts, 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya, and here once again with Katie Goulis. You know, the Eastern churches are churches everybody ought to be keeping an eye on, especially in particular some of the Slavic-based churches, such as my own and the church in Ukraine, and also, of course, the Eastern churches in the Middle East, because as we keep saying here in Light of the East, the Eastern churches, both Orthodox and Catholic, find themselves today at the epicenter of some of the world's biggest global issues, and also issues in the church, issues that have profound impact in terms of unity in the church and ecumenism. And we're at a state right now, in particular in the Slavic-based churches, in which the question of unity takes on a whole new dimension because both churches, the Ruthenian Byzantine Catholic Church, which is my church, and it's a Slavic-based church, and also the Ukrainian church, which is very, very similar to ours, to mine. In other words, they come from the similar region of the world in Central Europe, where the Carpathian Mountains are, which are actually the lower Tatra Mountains. It's that actual epicenter of Europe. Both of these Slavic-based churches, Eastern churches, have lost their leaders. Our leader, Archbishop Basil Schott, died some time ago. We are awaiting the appointment of a new archbishop for the Ruthenian Byzantine Catholic Church in America. See, for us, for my particular church, the ranking prelate in our church is an archbishop. 
Some Eastern churches have patriarchs or what they call major archbishops. This is the case for the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Church in the country of its origin, in other words, in Ukraine. There's been some recent and interesting news about the major archbishop for the Byzantine Catholics in Ukraine. His name is Cardinal Lubomir Hussar. That's right, Father Tom, and we have an article from the National Catholic Register online by John L. Allen, and it's called The End of an Era in Ukraine, and it says... End of an Era. Yeah, End of an Era. We better pay attention then. (laughs) The article says, February 10th marked the end of an era for the Eastern Catholic Churches in union with Rome as the best-known Eastern Catholic leader in the West is stepping off the stage. The Vatican announced that Cardinal Lubomir Hussar, who turns 78 later this month, has resigned as the leader of the Greek Catholic Church in Ukraine. The church will shortly organize a synod of bishops to elect its successor. Technically, the Vatican recognized Hussar as the major archbishop of Kiev Halish, but the world's 6 to 10 million Greek Catholics, both in Ukraine and in immigrant communities elsewhere, have regarded him for the last decade as their quote-unquote patriarch. Now, this is very significant, especially as I mentioned before, In terms of ecumenism, first of all, a couple of things for our listeners' benefit. The word Greek Catholic that you read, Katie, Greek Catholic does not refer to a nationality. In other words, the people of this region, just like my church, were referred to as Greek Catholics, not because we were Greek, but because we were evangelized by Greek Byzantine missionaries back in the 9th century. What happened was a big part of this region of the world, we're talking about Austria, Hungary, Slovakia, Romania, Croatia, that region of the world, was dominated at one time, a few centuries ago, by the Austrian-Hungarian Empire, led by Empress Maria Theresa, who was a Roman Catholic. And as her empire expanded and included these Slavic people in her empire, she knew that their Catholicism was different than hers as a Latin Rite Catholic. And she knew that it came from the Greek missionaries centuries ago. And so she referred to us as the Greek Catholics, meaning we received our Christian heritage from the Greeks, but we are not by ethnicity Greek. We're actually Slavic. So that's one thing to understand, and oftentimes that's confused, because in our cornerstones in our churches, it often says Greek Catholic Church. Most of the time, though, we refer to ourselves as Byzantine Catholic, or in the Ukrainian's case, Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic, so as not to confuse us with the ethnicity of being Greek. But Greek is where we got our spiritual heritage from the Greek missionaries, people like St. Cyril and Methodius in the 9th century. And also what Katie read here was very significant in terms of ecumenism because the Ukrainian people, the Ukrainian faithful, the church in Ukraine, are very committed to this idea of having their own patriarch. You see, in the Eastern churches, the ranking prelate, in many cases, is a patriarch, which is actually, in a sense, a form of pope. In fact, the East looks at the Pope of Rome as the patriarch of the West. That's actually one of his titles, the Patriarch of the West. That's how he was seen, certainly in the first thousand years of the church. So some Eastern churches still have what they call patriarchs. In other words, that's the leading prelate, the ranking hierarch of that particular church. In other words, the buck stops there, as it were. It's not that the Pope is not connected with that patriarch. In fact, the Pope is. We are in communion with the Pope of Rome. All Eastern Catholic patriarchs are in communion with the Pope of Rome. But by and large, the governing head of these churches is their patriarch, which in a sense is like a Pope. So the Ukrainian people have looked at Cardinal Hussar for a long time with the eyes of him being a patriarch, as it were, though he officially is not proclaimed a patriarch. He is nonetheless 
seen as such. And it is their desire in Ukraine, among many of them, most Ukrainian Catholics in Ukraine, is that he would be proclaimed a patriarch. Not, not only he, but also anyone who would succeed his place as the ranking prelate of the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Church in Ukraine. Now, this is significant because it kind of sticks in the craw of another patriarch, and that's the Patriarch of Moscow. In other words, the Russian Orthodox Church has a big problem with this. Because one of the reasons they have a problem with this is because the Patriarch of the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholics would actually become the Patriarch of Kiev. Right now, he's in the city of Lviv, which is also another great city in Ukraine. But the origins actually are in that city of Kiev. But that's also where the Russian Orthodox Patriarch governs as well. In other words, he governs that area of Kiev now. So there'll be a bit of a, well... A <laughs> a consternation as to who actually is going to be the patriarch over that particular very significant city and region. And so there has been for centuries a kind of a tension, a geopolitical tension between Ukrainians and Russians, even aside from the church matters. There has been throughout Europe, actually, Europe has had a long history of different kinds of tensions between ethnic peoples. That's part of how Europe was settled and carved up into different nations. So there is that history as well. And there's also the tensions that happened over time in the church. Remember, we always teach our Light of the Eats that it is really impossible to separate out any of the Eastern churches, both Orthodox and Catholic, from their ethnic origins. It's not that their churches are defined, per se, by ethnicity. And sometimes ethnicity does get in the way. But the fact is, you cannot really easily separate or compartmentalize out the spiritual heritage from the ethnic heritage. So these things bring about high emotions and really some high drama and high considerations and dialogue and negotiations. So right now, the Russian Orthodox have a problem with the Ukrainians wanting to proclaim their leader in Ukraine, their Byzantine Catholic leader, as it were, a patriarch. And so it's a real kind of a puzzlement for Rome, actually, because Rome wants to be faithful, of course, to its own people, which are the Ukrainian Catholic people who suffered greatly out of loyalty, not only for the gospel, but for loyalty to the Pope of Rome, even though they had their own major archbishops and archbishops and other Eastern rites have had their patriarchs as well. Nonetheless, the people of Ukraine have suffered greatly out of their faithfulness to the Pope of Rome. And at the same time, Rome, of course, is very much interested in unity with one of the major and most significant of the Orthodox churches, that is the Russian Orthodox Church. So, what is the Pope to do? I guess we'll just have to pray. But there's more to the story as well, Katie. That's right, Father Tom. In 2001, Hussar was elected Archbishop. Though the Office is for Life, Hussar made it clear beginning in 2009 that he intended to step down, in part because of declining health. Over the years, Hussar has been easily the most articulate and theologically engaged of the Eastern Catholic prelates. For a brief period, there was a mini-flurry of speculation that Hussar could be a candidate to become Pope himself. Yes, in fact, that speculation, Katie, actually part of it came from one source was from a secular magazine. It was Newsweek. In a press conference in Kiev, Hussar said that in his retirement, he hopes to do some pastoral work with youth and with various professional groups, among other things, helping to ensure that, quote, nothing from our church's past is lost. This is a moment of special anxiety, as Father Tom said, for the Greek Catholic Church in Ukraine. After a rebirth in the 1990s, the church played a key role in Ukraine's Orange Revolution. Today, however, a pro-Russian regime is once again running the show in Kiev. 
and the church has been experiencing some not-so-subtle intimidation from the state security service. The eyes of the Catholic world, therefore, ought to be on Ukraine in coming weeks, both to celebrate the legacy of one of the most remarkable Catholic personalities of our time and to signal solidarity with the church he led. Well, we're going to talk more about this remarkable figure of the Ukrainian Byzantine Catholic Church and the implications of all of this for ecumenism and unity in the church. So please stay with us here on Light of the East. Light of the East's mission is Christianity's reunion and to tell the story of the Eastern lung of the Catholic Church. We need your support in order to keep Light of the East on the air. You can make a donation now by going to ByzantineCatholic.com. That's ByzantineCatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. listening to the choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the sacred liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you... You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Tabor Life Institute, which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who